The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Maddie Orlando. And I'm Lauren Orlando. As you probably guessed, we're sisters. And we're also co-hosts of the podcast, The Sister Diary. Every week, we let our listeners into real-life conversations like the ones that we have at home. We have an eight-year age gap, so we always have a different perspective on things, but that makes it pretty fun. We talk about navigating life, growing up on social media, and pretty much anything else that we find interesting. You can catch a new episode of The Sister Diary every Friday. Welcome to That So Retrograde. Hey, hey. It's it's another Thursday or whenever you choose to listen to this. I'm Elizabeth. I'm honestly wondering. Hi, I'm, I'm Stephanie, guys. And I'm honestly wondering, you know, we see the metrics, but we're wondering. I'm wondering. I don't know if you're wondering this. Maybe you are. Are people, are you guys like really listening like religiously on a Thursday? Because like for me, like the, the streaming element of just this life, like I don't. The only, this is kind of dark, but the only thing that I like know when it airs is like Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I'm like, it's Thursday, you know? So it's like, I don't know why I'm like, I'm like a glutton for the punishment. Right. But with anything else that I watch or listen to, I actually don't know when they air. I think people's podcasting habits have shifted mm-hmm. because the commute went away. Right. So, so then what does that mean? I don't know. Right. I'm just, that's just like a general blanket statement. And (laughs) I don't have any data to back it up. Okay. But um, the only thing that I know definitely when it airs, no surprise here, is Roni Mm -hmm. and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday. Roni and Rove. Rob, Rob, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those are ingrained in my soul. And then if I forget, Mm -hmm. then like, like a, let's say Tuesday at 4.30, I'll remember. And it's so exciting. Okay. It's the best, the best re-remembering of all time. The way that she's lighting up about these housewives is- a um, whole thing. I've never seen her be more excited about literally anything. So, wow. I know. I'm sorry. No, no. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) This is, this is me. (laughs) It's just like, I haven't been with you in person in a while that you've talked about housewives and I forgot how like the light from your soul emanates out of your face. Last week, get to do um, our friend Amy Phillips' show on Radio Andy, Mm -hmm. Reality Check, recapping Real Housewives of New York. And I was in pure bliss Mm -hmm. to get to talk about all of this. I love that for you. You know. Yeah. Things. Speaking of manifesting. Yeah. <laughs> things Jeez. are really coming up, screaming fights and bad styling choices. Uh, the only reference that I really have is just from seeing them on the couch on Paris Hilton's podcast because mm-hmm. I follow that for some reason. Okay. Well, I mean, we Kathy can, is a new cast Kathy member. is crushing. Okay. We're loving. Okay. She's a, she's a great addition. Do you remember our Kathy story? With... Okay, um, so Stephanie and I went yeah. to a white girl rosé party at Kyle by Eileen too. May she rest. Um, that store is no longer here in BH, just in case anyone was curious. Okay. And this this was an episode of Real House. But we didn't really know Hills. that. Have we told we this story before? I don't think so. Okay. we. My friend Tanner is one of the creators of White Co- Girl. Co-founders. Yeah. yeah. And co-founders. Sorry, I don't know how business terms work. And he was like, yo, like, come by this store. We're going to be like having wine yeah. and hanging out. We did So we were like, know. cool. And then we show up and they're like, can you sign this release? Because you're going to be on a TV show. And then Elizabeth is like, oh my God, Stephanie, they're filming now. So she was like having an orgasm, like I clutching fully, my arm. I was like, it was 
flying so damn close to the sun. I can't even. Yeah, it, it, it's I don't recommend it. But so the thing about housewives parties is that they're, they're so bright because they're lit for television mm-hmm. and there's no music. Right. So it's so awkward. And there was maybe like aside from the crew and the housewives, there was maybe like 12 of us. Also awkward was everything they were selling in that store. Right. Yeah. Um, And so but it was a great sort of mo- personal moment for me just to to see it all in action. And then um, at the end of the night, Kathy, who I adore on on the show, but this was before she was on the show. And she just went up to one of your friends who is the co-founder. David. Of, of the very popular liquor brand. And she said, um, can you remove my mic? Because she saw a man dressed in plain clothes and thought he was television crew. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't he like, oh, I don't. He's like, I don't work on the crew. <laughs> yeah. It was such a moment. And it really, it's, it checked all my boxes. Also, really. we watched Josh the Fat Jewish and Tanner give one of those girls a lap dance. Kyle. Yeah. Yep. It that was, was a lot. <laughs> what a moment. <laughs> did that make it to the show? It did. The lap dance yep. did? Oh, shit. I would love yeah. to rewatch that. You should roll a clip wow. for our audio. <laughs> okay, let's roll the clip. <laughs> <laughs> for our audio show. Um, Speaking of television yes. shows, today we have a guest that is a host of a show and a writer and executive producer, and she's just such a goddamn gem, guys. We have Corinne Fox. She's incredible. So just to list some of her stats, she's the co-host and DJ of this new show on Fox called Beat Shazam that just premiered. She's the executive producer of the Netflix comedy series, Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me, and was the youngest and only female producer on the show. And she wrote some of the episodes. She starred in the Emmy-winning Live in Front of a Studio audience for Good Times in the Outstanding Variety Special category. She played Thelma. I watched it. It was fantastic. She just launched her own podcast with her bestie, Am I Doing This Right? And she is the ambassador of NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness and Endometriosis Foundation of America. We just had the best time chatting with her. And, you know, it was interesting because we didn't plan to get into this list that she had posted Mm -hmm. about her wellness checklist Mm -hmm. that she put together that she had shared online. But I think that it's such an important to speak to like writing things down. Mm -hmm. It's so helpful. I have something similar, a notes in my phone where I'm like, here are the things that help me Mm -hmm. reference it, Mm -hmm. revisit it, Mm -hmm. remember it. It's so helpful. So we kind of went through that checklist and um, talked about, you know, some of our tips and tricks and all that stuff. And it's a great conversation. So but I quickly want to shout out. We have this newsletter that we launched during the quarantine and it's Seven I Take Turns writing it and just come in with some things we're loving right now, episode recaps, show notes, and always, you know, like promo codes and fun stuff like that. So if you want to check that out, that's over on our website. That's so retrograde.com. Subscribe, y'all. And uh, let's kick it over to the interview. Let's please. Welcome to the show, Corinne Fox. It is a pleasure to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you. I'm such huge fans of your show. Like, I listen all the time. So I'm, like, starstruck right now, honestly. (laughs) Oh, my God. That means so much. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) One of you was reading uh, The Artist's Way or doing, like, the workshop. Okay. 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 And I got the book because of you. Really? Yes, except for, like, I probably needed to sign up for a group because I got 
week five. And then, you know, I was like, well, I'm kind of busy. And then now it's kind of faded away. But I but I loved it. I I want to get back into it. Well, out of the three attempts I did before I did it all the way through, I think I made it up to week four or five each time. So sometimes I feel, you know, it's like anything. It you kind of it's not abnormal to, to not you make sign it like a contract the in the beginning of it. Like I will finish this like to <laughs> yourself. And so it's like even right. worse because you're breaking the promise to yourself. It's not even anybody else. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to get back into it. <laughs> I love that. That makes me so happy that at least that episode sparked something that was, that was really was the goal with it. So yes, that's amazing. And you are such a creator yourself, executive producer, actress, mental health advocate, and also podcaster, which I just listened to an episode where I got to learn about um, if I should lease or buy a vehicle, which since my car got (laughs) stolen last year, I still haven't figured out the next right course of action with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I started my podcast because I felt like I graduated college and there was all these things that I had no idea how to do. And so me and my best friend were like, let's just drink wine and like answer all of these like, quote unquote, and I hate saying adulting problems that we have. And so like we started with taxes, obviously. (laughs) How do we do our taxes? Um, Luckily, my mom's an accountant and she came on that episode. And I mean, she's she's been highly requested to come back. But yeah, we we did have like, should you buy or lease your car? I feel like these are all problems you come to in adulthood. You're like, what do I, I I don't, is there a book that I read? Like, which one do I do? And so we just kind of do the research for you. Did you, do you know what you want to do now? (laughs) Well, I, I do know that like basically any financial advisor will say that you should buy. And your episode very much confirmed that just in terms of an investment and ROI. But I also don't know if I I can pinpoint like a car that I want to have for an extended period of time. Exactly. That's like the big pro of renting or leasing a car is that you can change it out in two years and there's no strings attached. But also if you if you finance from like a BMW like I did, then after you pay it off, you can use the equity from the car that you bought for a neck for your other car. So if you find like the brand that you like, that's Mm -hmm. also a good move. Like, you, you know, you love driving this type of car. So it might be good to just like test drive a bunch of different ones. Yeah. Also, my credit was really bad. So financing a car was like the thing to do because it's making my credit get better like really quickly. Yes, this is literally all stuff <laughs> we talk about on the episode. And it's like, yeah. I don't know, stuff you talk to your girlfriends about and you're like, oh, hey, am I doing this right? Like, what are you doing? And then they're like, well, I'm doing this. And so like, <laughs> what did the show to feel like you were calling your friend? It's like, we're not experts, but like, this is kind of what we think you should do. And also, interestingly, on the car thing, like I think I, I'm pretty sure I watched a clip of this exact thing on your on your podcast. You talked you talked to a woman like a financial expert for women, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I experienced with buying my car was like I had to go to my because I had had my dad do it for me like for my whole life, mm-hmm. and then I like went to the dealership and I could tell that just like as a single woman they were trying to like pull a fast one on me. Oh yeah, so 100%. I knew like all the tricks to be like, no, I referenced this, I referenced that. <laughs> Even just like faking my own power made it so I got a really good deal. And that's like what you have to do with these people. 
Yeah. And it, I feel bad saying this because it shouldn't be this way, but I had to have my boyfriend go with me because I was like, yeah. they're going to prey on me as like a single woman walking in by myself. And then also like be kind of condescending. Like, how can you buy this car? Or whoever knows. And it's yeah. Like, and so like, I felt comfortable having my boyfriend there, but like, it shouldn't be like that. You know, we shouldn't be able to walk into a car dealership and like hold our own and not be like preyed on. You're like, listen, sweaty car salesman. Yeah, I think right? I have my life together. Yeah, We're exactly. Good. <laughs> um, so also, you guys really reminded me of us in a way because what we set out to do in the beginning was really just like exactly what you said, you know, answer questions and find things that we were curious about that we couldn't find answers on and we never purported to be experts. We just like wanted to explore. And I just, I love that angle. So I wanted to commend you on that because I think that's like really the way to be. If I may toot our own horn, you know, <laughs> it, baby, a sustainable podcast as well, because you're always on an exploration. You're not trying to tell people what to do, which I think is beautiful. Yeah, no. And we honestly, we look up to you guys so much, you know, like we did our research and we were like, what are other podcasts that we admire? And we, and we love, we just love your subject matter. Anyways, we're like up in the woo woo, like we're totally on that vibe. But um, I think also just like two women that like are supporting each other and are being champions for each other. And then also like giving their advice to, you know, whatever it is you're speaking to, but yeah, definitely not an expert at, at all. <laughs> I mean, even six years later, we're like, still like, wait, what do we have our expertise in? <laughs> like talking? Not even that. I don't even, like, not even that. Um, so I saw on your Instagram, this mental health checklist. I know that's like a hard pivot, but I'm like really yeah. curious, like how you arrived at that. And like, what was your kind of reasoning for getting to that place? Yeah. So I'm an ambassador for NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They're the largest grassroots mental health organization in the country. And I've been working with them since 2017. So I did it with, I did it in partnership in support of Mental Health Awareness Month, which was May. but I mean, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder when I was 14 years old. Um, at the time, self-care, well, like these weren't words that were, you know, I had never heard that. None of my friends said they had anxiety. And so I went through this journey of like trying to understand what was going to make me feel better really on my own. And I didn't confide in, in my friends or like, you know, high school boyfriends or any of that. And so I started building out this checklist on my phone of like things that made me feel good. Um, so it was like, okay, when I work out, I feel really good. Okay. Let me add this to the list. When I meditate, I feel really good. And I just built this list over time. And then I realized like, I talk about mental health so much, but I've never shared this like note in my phone that is so important. And so, um, such a big part of my journey and I still use to this day. And so I posted it and I feel like, I mean, I at least hope that a lot of people, you know, have found relief with it or just found like, okay, like this is one thing I've never tried. Corinne does it. Let me try it. I loved it. Yeah, I no, it, it was, was so great. great. I, I did something um, recently that I shared in our newsletter that was like a little prompt of like wanting to just like set up the date. And so I wrote down in notes in my phone, just like all the things that I know that helped me start my day. And it's like, you know, I don't have to do them all, but just yes. having it written down and like knowing that these are major pillars of support and maybe like picking one or two and sort of there's some power in just making a list and having it there that's just solidified its importance. Yeah. And I, I think that was the misconception when I posted it. Everyone's like, so you do all these things all the time. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't do all of these things 24 seven. 
the whole point of it is I look at it and I'm like, what am I not doing here? So that, because I, you know, I'm not feeling well. And it's, it's weird because I've had this note since 2016 and I still have to reference it. I feel like when you're having either it's like a depressive episode or even an anxious moment, you're like you, all your tools, like I've been in therapy for 13 years with the same therapist. I absolutely love her to death. You forget everything. You're like, I am a baby and I don't know what to do and I'm flailing. Ah, help. And then you have this note in your phone. You're like, oh, okay. Like, have I journaled today? Okay. Let me try that. You know? And so I think it's just nice to have something physical that you can look at and like use as a guide. And worst case scenario, you just do all of them and then you get so tired that you fall asleep and you feel, feel better when you wake up. There you up. go. And sleep, sleep is on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sleep is on the list. Working out four to five times a week. You specify cardio. Yeah. So there's like a, there's like a scientific reason for that. I think cardio specifically has a link to like um, lowering depression and anxiety and you kind of get… I like to do boxing and I love to just channel all my anxious energy into like just punching it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> did totally. you do like at home boxing during COVID or how did you, you pivot? I was, I, was, um, I was a part of this amazing Zoom group of like 15 women who just decided, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we are going to all Zoom together and we're all going to work out together. We called ourselves the queens of quarantine and it was so motivating. And like literally the only thing that brought me joy for like the year and a half was just like knowing I had this group of women that we were, and we weren't like that fit or anything. Like half the time I was laying on the floor, like just asleep, but it was just nice to have that routine. That's the thing about those at-home workouts. You could always, you're just so close to the refrigerator. I just like, I would always be like, I'm going to grab just like a quick beverage. You, I'll be right back. You go down to do a push up and then you just like stay down there. And like, I'm just going to, I'm going to hold this for a while and then like sleep back up. Totally. And then you have meditating yeah. on the list. I'm just going to go through the list because I want to know kind of like what yeah. your recs are. What, talk to us about meditating. Like, do, is there a teacher, an app, a DIY moment? Like, how do you drop in? Yeah. I started meditating in 2016, right before I graduated college, because I had a lot of anxiety about my future and, you know, leaving this bubble and blah, 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 you know? And, um, I honestly feel like meditation out of everything on this list really is the thing that changed my brain. Like just like literally changed the way that I thought. And there's so much science behind that, but I started learning meditation on Headspace. So I started there and just did their like 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. And then I'm like, I really like this. And now it's 20 minutes. And now my meditation in the morning is like, you know, 45 minutes. And it's this whole thing. And there's all these different elements. But I will say for people who have never tried it, I'm sure that's not your listeners. But um, um, I think 10 minutes a day is really all you need. And there's so many great YouTube meditations as well. But I love the app Headspace. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Andy. Yes, Andy. Oh, I like, I need him to like do a personal one for me. Like, I love his voice. Good morning, Corinne. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That would be so sick. Yeah, they were like, they were really the innovators of that thing. I mean, we were, when we were working with them, like in 2015. Yeah, a long time ago. And they had, I remember we went to their office like for a tour and it was like the first time that we were in a business that was like catering to people's mental health. There was like a swing room and like a nap pod room and there was all sorts of like cool techie areas and we were like, oh, is this what a day job is? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, God. if I'm gonna have a nine to five, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, it was really sick. And then you talk about journaling. 
every night with gratitude. So nighttime versus morning. Talk mm. to us about that. Yeah, it does say every night. I actually did my gratitude this morning. So I don't know how specific that is. But I think um, I found a lot of comfort in writing. I'm like a writer and I and I write for television and all this stuff. And so I feel like that's just a way for me to express myself. And again, I love science. Like I have to like put everything back to science because I feel like that just like solidifies what I'm saying. Like there are Harvard studies saying that people who journal, especially with gratitude, like have lower depression and anxiety. And I'm like, yes, science, this, this backs it up. Yeah, absolutely. And I also say like, you know, to bring it back to, for instance, artists way, which stresses the morning pages and so many people get tripped up on that. Although there's so much medicine in doing it quickly, the first thing you do in the morning, I just like, just do it. If it's at four o'clock in the afternoon, fine. You're still getting down there and like working through some things on the page. I always want to stress that because the importance is, is, is doing it and doing it. And then the more consistent, obviously the, the more the science kicks in too. It's like meditating. Yeah. It really is very meditative. And like, it is like kind of therapy with yourself a little bit. You're like, oh, you can kind of see your, cause you can see your thoughts out there. You're like, oh, wait, wait. Okay. Like, let me, let me counter that. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. They don't yeah. hold as much power. Yes. Um, if you're like, right. We, Steph and I always say like, we'll always be like, we're trying this out. We're saying it out loud just to see if we actually agree with it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> like, let me exercise this thought and then be like, is that how I really feel? Sometimes you just need to get it out there. Better to do it in writing. Yeah. It's such a great way to look at what's going on in your head. And you're like, eek. Okay. I don't love that. <laughs> I know. You know, in, in therapy, it is like very annoying when you hear yourself saying things out loud to another person. So sometimes you almost like stop saying it because yeah. you're just like, I'm so dumb. But in your <laughs> journal, it, you can just be so repetitive until you get into it. And I, uh-huh. I really, although I do have a rule that if I die before Elizabeth, she has to burn all my journals. Oh, me and my yeah. best friend Natalie have the same thing. It's a go to my house, get <laughs> yeah. all my journals and- um, Light them on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in honor of us being back in the studio together, Woo. Stephanie, I thought we could- Give love to the incredible partners for today's show who helped make this convo happen. Love it. This episode and to BH. Grabbing her prop to talk prop. about the partner. <laughs> the partner that I literally brought this with me from home because mm-hmm. I can't fathom recording without it at this point. We're talking about matcha bars, sparkling matcha hustle drink that I have full-blown addiction to and yeah. I don't really know... I shan't be kicking it soon. Also, what I love about the matcha is that it's like sparkling water. So you get you feel you're feeling hydrated. Yeah, it feels so good. I I've talked about on the show. I love a little boost. And this is one of my go to's. I don't like working and doing anything without it. It's just matcha, fruit and seltzer. There's no added sugar. I love these so much. The amount of friends of our friends who I've gotten into these who are now using our code, by the way, to oh, get this I by the case. I have to hide them from Sarah, my friend, because she will drink four in a row. So Matcha Bar started in, it was a shop, a matcha shop in Brooklyn. And now they have, not only do they have these incredible sparkling matcha drinks, which mangoes are the one I'm drinking right now. There's lemon lime. 
there's mint, there's berry, there's peach. I know that all off the top of my head. That's how the same thing. <laughs> but they also have uh, matcha powders. They've got a reserve blend. They have ceremonial grade. Mm-hmm. They are offering 20% off the first order at matchabar.com. Apparently, that's their deepest discount that they offer. Deepest. With the code retrograde, specifically for you guys, I have to say the mango mm-hmm. hustle is my spring, summer 2021 drink of choice. It's so goddamn good. So delicious. So again, that's matchabar.co. Use our code retrograde, 20% off your first order. Truly everyone that I've ever introduced these to is now addicted. Addicted. Yeah. All right, guys, let's take a break to talk about another one of our partners, Base. We interviewed the founder of Base recently, and we're so stoked that they've decided to partner with us as well. Base is, if you don't know, making accurate and personalized health data available to more people with easy at-home lab testing that is affordable, no waiting room, giant fees, or follow-up visits. So Base lets you choose from five key areas that affect your quality of life stress, energy, sex, diet, and sleep. You pick one or more areas to investigate and BASE will send you an easy lab kit right to your home. You take the test, you ship it back to them, and you receive the results right on your phone through the BASE app. And because BASE makes testing so convenient and affordable, you can implement the changes they recommend and then test again when you want to measure your improvement with no appointment required. And I have to say, So there's options depending on what you're testing, spit, a spit test Mm -hmm. or the blood test and- Which is like a little finger prick. Little finger prick, which they walk you through. They just really lay everything out. The user experience is wonderful. As we said, there's an app that goes with it that when your results come in, everything's on the app. They give you recommendations, but if you're headed to a healthcare professional. I I showed the stats to my doctor and was like, here's where I'm at. And it's just really helpful information to have. And you get to do it from home because if there's one thing we've learned in the past year and a half, you really don't have to leave home that much. Not that much. Um, You can sign up today and save 20% off your first month of membership with BASE with our code retrograde. The BASE membership start at like $59.95 a month or quarterly, depending on the frequency that you want to test. You can visit get-base.com forward slash retrograde to learn more or enter the code retrograde at checkout to use our code That's code retrograde for 20% off your first month of membership. Get-base.com forward slash retrograde. This next partner, we actually did an episode around this topic. And have you ever skipped an event because of a skin imperfection that made you feel self-conscious? I have. Did you? Yeah. We talked about this on the episode. I legitimately was plotting how to get out of one of my closest friend's weddings because I was so self-conscious about my acne scars and my acne acne. Well, I don't know if you know this, but a new survey from the number one doctor and pharmacist recommended scar brand Mederma has found that more than half of Americans would skip events altogether. So you're not alone in that, Elizabeth. Instead of going through the hassle of dealing with skin issues and insecurities, it also revealed that three in five respondents agreed that their skin has a big impact on their self-confidence and mental health. Relatable. It's really painful to be looked at and feel like you don't want to be looked at. It sucks. It sucks. And Moderma has has a brand new campaign 
called You Are More Than Your Scar, and it's revealing the ways in which perceived physical skin imperfections like acne scars, surgical scars, and stretch marks can affect mental health, self-confidence, and anxiety. Check, check, check. Yep, yep, yep. We agree with that here and that's so retrograde. But there's something so powerful about acknowledging it and talking about it and that collective experience where we can all say, oh yeah, same, really lessens the power. Mederma Scar products contain a unique triple action formula that doesn't just sit on the surface, but penetrates beneath the skin to seal in moisture to renew skin cells and aid formation of collagen, reducing the appearance of scars. I have to say that I used it on this scar on my eye. And like, I know you can see like a little bit of just like where they removed the skin. There's no like redness or anything. Yeah. And I've been using, they have this SPF one that I have been using when I'm out in the sun Mm -hmm. um, on all the moles I had removed Mm -hmm. because obviously those are so sensitive to the sun. Mm -hmm. So I love that they have a product that's SPF and also works at, um, you know, working on those scars. Yeah. So guys, learn more. Reducing the appearance of the scars. Sure. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. Learn more about Mederma's trusted scar care products and about how you are more than your scars on Mederma.com. I just love that we're advertising with Mederma because I feel like they're like a brand that I've just known and recognized. Like if anyone ever had a scar forever, I'd be like, you should get Mederma. Yeah. And now I'm telling you guys, you should get Mederma. And check out this survey that they did. It's super interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And or the episode we did. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Check, came them, out, check them all out. Came guys. out earlier this week. Let's get back to the show. You do so much and you get to, you mentioned producing and all of that, like being in a creative field, hosting, doing all the work you do. How important is it to you for you doing outside of that artistic work to kind of like keep it, keep it inspired? Yeah, I think that's the key because when you do your art for your career, it starts to become work, work. And so it's like, for me, I have to take a step back. And like, the one thing I love to do is dance. Let me tell you right now, I will never be a professional dancer. So it's kind of a sacred expressive art for me because I know I'm not going to make money doing this, but I still love, I love to do it. I wish I could do it professionally. So I think um, just like having the time to make the things that your art play more play than like, okay, I got to turn this in for a deadline. Let me write the script, which is still, I mean, an extension of myself, but it feels different. Totally. Mm-hmm. I went yeah. to my first in-person dance class since February 2019, last Thursday. Really? I've been and wanting to go this week. I didn't know if I was going to burst into tears. I didn't know if my body even still worked. I didn't cry until the end, and my body still worked. Amen. Was I was it like, a good oh, wow. Cry? bad cry? Yeah, no, it was a good cry. It was like a release and just like happiness and just like almost like a, oh, right, you love doing this and this is, you can still access this. And I was doing dance classes at home, but it's so different in a studio and just that collective, there's nothing like doing group choreo. It just, yeah, no, maybe like there's, there's an energy. And like, I, I truly believe that, like, I mean, dance has been around for so many centuries. And I was just telling my boyfriend's mom, who sent me a, a chakra dance class, um, online thing that she wanted me to try. Um, and she was telling me, she was like, oh, I've never been a dancer, but I really want to try this. And I was like, there is something like spiritual about dance. Like it's been around like forever. And I feel like there's this weird thing that happens and like anybody can do it and like feel this like cosmic connection, whatever. Okay. Very, very woo woo. But yes. 
I mean, you're in the right place. <laughs> it is in the right place. <laughs> I will cry after my first dance class 1,000%. I, I I'm just, it was like, oh, hello, old friend. That's what it felt like. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. so great. And it makes you inspired. Like, I love to do tie-dye. And when I'm doing tie-dye, it makes me mm-hmm. think of what I should be writing about. And if yes. I was just sitting at my computer trying to write, it wouldn't happen. Yes, exactly. So you just never know what's going to light your brain up. You have to let yourself like walk around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Li- literally and figuratively. Anyways. <laughs> it, so like with sleep, do you have any sleep hacks right now? I went through a bout of insomnia in middle, twice in quarantine where I was like up all night staring at the wall, like what's going on? Is the world ending? So I had to come up with a lot of like, how am I going to get myself back to sleep? One, I will say for insomnia, if you wake up, don't look at your phone. I know it's really hard, but just read a book and get a little red light, little book light, and just do that and you will fall asleep and get a really boring book. I read um, a dog training book and I don't have a dog. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's hilarious. (laughs) I love that. I want to get one and I'm really ready and prepared now, but like I'd be, I'd read like two chapters. I was like, the sit command is, I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Steph, how about you? Any um, sleep hacks? For me? found. Yeah. Um, I agree. The technology thing. I mean, I know we've said this a million times on the show, but not needing to watch something or look at something before going to bed is like a really major, major mm-hmm. thing. I, I know we all struggle with that. And I don't know. I also like just, I think I've said this too. I really just like getting in bed and like staring at the ceiling. Like, I don't know. It, that's where my brain is like, Ah, and I can kind of like release and process the whole day. And I keep a notebook next to my bed because that is the time that I'm able to kind of like really zero in on things I might have like forgotten or ideas that I didn't access or whatever. Like, you know who actually did that was my fucking grandfather. And I used to make fun of him to my mom all the time. I'd be like, why does he sleep with a notebook? And it's like, because they didn't have phones. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they had thoughts and they needed a place to put them. And he, and it's true. I think your mind right before you fall asleep in that liminal state, that's where creativity can like really burst out. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you tell yourself when you're falling asleep, like, I'll remember that in the morning. You never do. Yeah. Also on the other side of the spectrum, I feel like type A people, like I can be like this. Whereas I'm not necessarily creative, but I'm going to bed like, oh my God, I'm, I can't, I have to send that email. And then like, am I going to remember? It's like, if I just write it down, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I can go to sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause a lot of times the sleep thing is like the anxiety of things you didn't do or, or you don't want to forget to do. And then you're like laying there like, oh, I don't want to forget to do that. Mm-hmm. And then it would be your, your natural inclination to grab your phone to do it. But then immediately your eyes and brain are like, and I'm back in the matrix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. What about you, Elizabeth? Ooh, I think, you know, I, I always used to like need to fall asleep with the TV on or almost like something to soothe me in. Whereas now I can just, as you said, just kind of like get in bed and be there, have a moment. I love a sleep meditation. There's a bunch that I, that I, Calm has to. a lot of good ones where you can have like Matthew McConaughey yeah. like lull you to bed. Harry Styles reading me a bedtime <laughs> Oh, he's story. on there too. And Sean Mendez. I saw, I see his billboard on Sunset. I saw that billboard. My boyfriend was like, what is that for? And I was like, that's Sean Mendez and a meditation app. And he was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, as I once told. <laughs> you have told- to be so specific to know that. 
Yeah. As I once told Sean Mendez, um, you have the voice of an angel. I <laughs> oh, you told him right. that? Well, yeah, because I was sitting next to him at, at a Harry Styles concert and I didn't I didn't know who he was because I'm 35 years old and don't listen to like young boys singing pop music. Oh no. And he was like singing along and I was just like, oh my God, man, like you know, you have the voice of an angel. And he was like, Oh, thanks. And then my brother leaned over and he's like, you're so stupid. He's like, he's like a famous <laughs> pop star. I'm like, oh. he, he is an angel. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I told him that. <laughs> he probably he really you were is. trying to be like sly and hit on him and not like, you know, be like, oh, like, I don't know who you are. But you no. really didn't. You were like, I, I was really just don't being know like, who you are. <laughs> I was just like, if no one's told you yet, you could really make a career out of this. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I don't know if you know this, but yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Your voice is great. I love that stuff. Just discovering the future stars of tomorrow. I mean, Today. I feel like in an alternate universe that could have been my career, but that's a story for a different day. You too. Me too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. We could have had some we could have just been like taking over this town. Discovering if have, talent. If we didn't have a podcast, we'd have a talent agency. <laughs> what a specific talent that you like to be a talent agent is a very specific skill. Totally. You're like, I, I mean, really I, is. I actually worked a desk at CAA for four months. So um, oh, I God ruled it out. You. Yeah. Nightmare. My, my boyfriend did it and we just we just walked by UTA and I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, PTSD from working at an agency. If you don't, then you're an agent. Yeah. Um, that's what happens. It's either you leave because you're traumatized or you go all the way. Uh-huh. No offense to anyone's agent. Yeah, <laughs> to anyone's agent. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, I love this. And you have giving back and then God in spirit connecting with both of those. So are there any organizations that you're working with currently? Yeah. So like I said, I'm an ambassador for NAMI, right. the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And I also work with Girl Up. They're a United Nations foundation that's dedicated to empowering young women as leaders and ad- advocates. So I have two sisters who are 12 and 13. And I w- wanted to partner with Girl Up because I, I see girls like their same age in different countries who don't have access to education, who don't have, you know, foreseeable futures in their careers. And it's just like, I want to give that to girls all over the world. And then also for my little sisters to feel like that they can be leaders. When Kamala Harris got elected to the vice presidency, I was so excited because I was like, look, my sisters now have somebody who looks like them, specifically looks like them in the second highest executive office in the country. Like how incredible is that? And so um, Girl Up and NAMI are my two, well, organizations of choice, but I also work with the Endometriosis Foundation of America because I have endometriosis. So I feel kind of dumb because I don't exactly know (laughs) what it is. Yeah, it's like this inflammatory condition um, where like the endometrial lining, you know, like the one that you shed every month, um, grows in other places. So for example, for me, like mine was like attached to like my bowels, like I had surgery so they could see it and it was on my bladder. So I was having a lot of like bladder pain. Like I couldn't like hold my, this is right. I couldn't hold my pee. I like felt like I was going to pee my pants half the time. And it was because I had endo, this endo tissue growing in different places and had nowhere to go, you know? And so the only, the gold standard of treatment is surgery. And there's really no way to see it. There's no imaging. You can't get an x-ray. You can't get a ultrasound and see it. You really have to like 
just believe you have it so much that you're, you get surgery for it. It's crazy. And then how do you prevent it from growing back? It's genetic. They can cut a lot of it out. Diet, like I'm gluten-free, dairy-free now, supplements, things like that, but it can grow back. Wow. And were you fairly young to, to have that, that diagnosis? Yeah. Uh, most women who have it start developing it when they get their period at 12. Um, and so I got my surgery when I was 25. My grandma got diagnosed with it when she was 18 and had surgery. My aunt as well. So, oh, wow. Yeah. It affects young women a lot and it can affect your fertility if you don't get it. A lot of women find out they have it when they go to have a baby and they can't get pregnant. And then they're like, oh, you have endometriosis. And like, you have to do that surgery first before you can have it. It's like a whole thing. So early diagnosis is a huge um, part of treatment as well. And part of what we're trying to do. So moving away from health and serious <laughs> things, let's talk about you as a creative professional. Less, yes. you know, it's so funny that we're interviewing you because I, I got SpawnCon, your Netflix show, the clip about um, outside the yoga studio. Oh, yes. And I didn't, I had no, this was long before we had this connection. I was like, oh my God, I love that. Like, I love that this is becoming just this mainstream conversation. And so kudos on that. Um, yes. I love that we get to talk to you because I just was like, yes, pe- more people are talking spiritual on Netflix and not in like a documentary way. Tell us about the show. Yeah. So the show's called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. It's on Netflix right now. It's loosely, but not so loosely based on my life with my dad, who's Jamie Foxx, if people don't know. And we wrote all these episodes over like the course of this series that like have to do with you know, things that we experience were very yin and yang. Like my dad is very like over the top and just like this fun guy. And, and I'm very like type A and like, we just had this funny dynamic. And so we wrote these episodes and the one that you're referring to was, um, the fact that with like church and spirituality, like my dad's like very traditional we go to church and I was like, you know what? Like I want to go to yoga. And like, this is where I find my spirituality. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't believe in a big man in the sky with a big beard? I was like, no, like that's not really my vibe. Um, so first of all, if it's anyone, it's a woman. It's a woman. It's a black woman who's up there. Okay, <laughs> it's not a big old white guy. But but anyway, so we wrote a, we wrote an episode about that. And it was just really funny, and we had him like go to a yoga studio and and just like try to you know get in touch with his inner self and stuff. So yeah, we had these really funny, amazing episodes. And it was so cathartic for me because I took my diary and I made a show out of it. And at the time, these were all things that I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Like, this is so embarrassing. And now you can look back and you laugh on it. I feel like this is probably a can of worms, but you know, your father is Jamie Foxx. He has Mm -hmm. like a huge name, a huge presence, a very long career. So what was it like with you kind of deciding to step into business with him and then work with him and all these things. Like, I'm sure that wasn't a decision that you took lightly. No, not at all. When I graduated high school, everyone was like, why are you even going to college? You should just get into the entertainment industry. You could just be in movies now. And I was like, no way. So my big rebellion was going to college. I was like, fuck you guys. I'm getting a degree and I'm getting it in PR. Like, you know, like the, the weirdest 
teenage rebellion. That's ever. what I got my degree in. Yeah. You know, like I was just like, I want nothing to do with, um, you know, like acting or anything. Like I want to be as far away from him. And I actually considered changing my last name to go into college because I didn't want people to know. So I was really like distanced my whole life. And I felt like people were always looking at me and they expected me to be a certain way. And they're like, oh, here she goes, like rolling their eyes when I came in a room. So I felt like I was always proving myself. Um, so I went, moved to New York. I got a job in advertising. I was like, I'm not going to be in the entertainment industry. And I was sitting at my desk at my nine to five after I graduated. And I was like, why am I going to let other people's expectations of me hold me back from doing what I actually want to do, which is be an actor. I was so performative as a kid. I was always putting on plays and this. And so I moved back to LA and I was like, I'm going to do it. And like, people are going to judge me and that's what it's going to be. But at least I get to live, you know, my truth. And, um, yeah. And then I've, I've been acting and doing this ever since. Good for you. <laughs> it's, you know, I love that. It's hard. We have, you know, some friends who have notable parents and it seems really challenging. It's like a unique set of challenges. Yes. And I want to like be very transparent. Of course, like there's so many privileges. I'm extremely, extremely privileged. But I feel like celebrity kids, which I hate calling myself, like have two ways. You either like fully rebel and you're, you end up in rehab or like for me, I went the opposite and I was like an extreme perfectionist and I didn't want to mess up. I felt like everyone was looking at me and I was always sweet and I was always nice and I was always polite. I was like, I'm going to get these motherfuckers who think that I'm the spoiled rich kid. And I've had to unlearn that now in therapy. I was like, okay, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to advocate for yourself. You don't have to fear not being the Miss Little Perfect. So anyways, I was like, wow. (laughs) I feel like I just went on my soapbox. (laughs) No, no. But I think it's really important because even if your parent isn't a celebrity, even if they are just like someone who does the job that you want to do, there is an inclination to feel like, no, I want to prove myself. Like I want to come to it on my own. And I think that you talking about that is important because there is the assumption that someone in your position would just be like, give me a job, you know? And that's just like, not how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I will say like doors open for me for sure. But once you step in that room, like nobody cares, like they're not going to just give you a job for any reason. You have to show up fully. And so that's really where I, I feel like is my power and my responsibilities. If the door opens, like I have to show up fully. And that's what I did with the show. I started out as a producer and I got promoted to EP while we were in production because I was like, okay, I have this opportunity and I'm going to kick ass. <laughs> and you like working well done. Dad, I think that would be my personal nightmare, but I feel like that's cool. <laughs> I will say like, I always roll my eyes at my dad, but he is like, he's really cool. He tells me like, who's the cool musical artist. And he, he's like such a fun vibrant person. And like, I feel like creatively too, we really understand each other. There's a lot of respect in our relationship. And so even when we do have these like differing, you know, differing creative ideas, he like fully defers to me, which is like the best thing a dad can do. Just let, just, yeah, just listen to me, dad. (laughs) So, okay. I, this is kind of like a personal question, but so you're executive producing and you're writing. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah when you're in that acute type of environment, because I don't feel like people realize like how intense creating creating television is. It's like a really quick turnaround too. Like Mm -hmm. what are you going through and how are you making space for yourself? Like, is it, is it really just the practices of the mental health stuff or are there like other more deep specific 
ways to create space. Cause I'm about to go on my own journey of this kind. And I'm already like, I don't have, I don't have the skills to like be 10 people at one time. Yeah. You know what? So like, yeah, I have a lot of different, um, like what's it, irons in the fires of a successful year. And you know what I recently did, which you guys probably like, yeah, we've done this Corinne. Come on. I just got a life coach and I got this woman to literally look at my, all my projects and look at all my business ventures and was like, this day you do this and this day you do this. And this is a deadline for this. And so I feel like as a creative, sometimes I get lost that I'm like, I have all these projects and I want to do this. And I do that. And then she's like, okay, yes, we can do all of that. But like, you can only focus on these things right now. And like next Tuesday, when you see me, you have better, like I have, I had to turn in a script on Friday, which I didn't do. And I see her tomorrow and I'm like, okay, let me make sure I turn that in before I talk to her. So I'm kind of scared of her, which I need. It's an important part of a life coaching dynamic. You have to be slightly afraid of them or else it's not going to work. Right. It's not like a therapist at all. We're ther- my therapist, I like, I love, I just want to like have tea with her and like cuddle with her. Where my, my life coach, I'm like, oh my God, if I don't get this done, this she's going to be mad at me. <laughs> I had a, I had a falling out with a life coach because she was so mad at me. So oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, also that I can't help you because I'm just starting this, this life coach thing. I mean, I hope it doesn't end badly with her. But I, I'm I'm pulling for you. I don't think it will. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think I mean that's been one way that I've tried to cope with having so many different things and like how am I going to do it all? Um, yeah. But most of the time, I like go to. To just cry myself to sleep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> try a tried and true tactic. Yeah. We can all co-sign on. Yeah. Chris, well, this listen, has been so, so great. fun. Yeah. Oh, it's been so, I'm like, again, I told you, I'm like starstruck. I'm so excited I got to connect with you guys. I really do look up to you so much. Me and my my co-host Natalie, we really look up to you guys. Oh. Tell our listeners your show anytime. <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> I inviting myself. Yes, no, we, we we really, we would love, we would absolutely love that. We can, We'd love that. Get deeper that into happen. all of this. Tell our listeners where they can find your podcast and your other shows that are on right now. Yes, so my podcast is called Am I Doing This Right? It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And my show is called Beat Shazam. It airs Thursdays. 8, 7 Central on Fox. And also my other show I EP'd is called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. And it airs on, it's on Netflix right now. It's so fun. I'm so excited for you. Oh, Mazel tov on everything. And hopefully we'll see you in person in a studio yes. one day. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much. Right.